It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross, Anson, yes! Touchdown, they did it! Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in on a Wednesday. 106.9 FM, 13.90 AM, The Fan. Also streaming online on our website, 106.9thefan.com. And you can find us on the... uh, (laughs) I almost said the wrong one. 106.9 The Fan mobile app. How many years has it been? I know. (laughs) It's been a few. Sometimes old habits die hard. Uh, but a lot of different things we're going to get through today. Uh, we haven't really touched on the Utah Jazz yet with their uh, you know, fall camp underway now. Some reactions from Coach Hardy, Colin Sexton, uh, some of their comments about what this team is looking like and uh, how things are, are moving forward for the team. So some early reactions to the Utah Jazz. Um, Donovan Mitchell with some interesting comments that he made in Cleveland <laughs> after a practice there. It has us kind of scratching our heads. Um, but we're also going to get into Utah State and BYU, just our uh, predictions for Thursday's game. We will have a very shortened show tomorrow, but uh, today is going to be what, the things that we predict will happen in the game Beyond just the score itself, how we think the game might play out. And love to get your predictions as well. 435-339-0321 for those of you who'd like to chime in. Uh, love to get your score predictions, how you think the game's going to play out tomorrow down in Provo uh, between Utah State and BYU. The old wagon wheel, where will it stay for the foreseeable future? Will it uh, be in Provo? Will it be in Logan? And uh, love to get your your reactions to that and what you've seen so far out of the Utah Jazz and what you've seen so far out of the NFL early part of the season, three games in, early surprises, both good and bad, to the start of the NFL season because there clearly have been some surprises, both good and bad, at the start of this NFL season so far. So a lot of different things on the docket today. Uh, Continue to remind you also about the other things coming up this weekend um, and uh, there, just a, a note that there is a different venue for Logan High football on Friday. It will be at Utah State University when they host Green Canyon. So uh, we got that confirmed yesterday. Had our technical people up there t- testing equipment today to make sure Jason can have a solid broadcast. Yeah, and you actually get video, and I'm not doing it from my phone and, you know. <laughs> Should be a fun broadcast. Uh, should be a fun game. I know both teams are kind of in a bit of a slump right now. They're they're both looking for some positives. So hopefully, well, one team will come out of it with a positive. Unfortunately, one team will continue. <laughs> Thank to you, go Captain down, Obvious. 
<laughs> one team technically has to win. One well, actually, team will win. actually, that's not true. When I was um, when I was a junior at Davis, we tied our first game. Oh, really? Yeah. Zero zero tie. It's not something you see every day in high school football. Although the, it was because they called the game early, um, because the lights weren't working. Oh. So they called it at halftime. Um, just because it was kind of still light at a halftime, but they're like, let's just end it now and go home. I remember a, a game a few years ago. Uh, I believe it was Bear River involved. Can't remember. May have been another school. Um, boy, I can't remember which one it was, but they were in a, at a. It was a game somewhere along the Wasatch Front. It wasn't a game here in the valley, but there was a nasty thunderstorm that rolled in. And we had all these delays, and the game was kind of out of hand anyway. Um, and it was third quarter, and they called the game. But as much the game had been played, enough of the game had been played so they could call the game and declare a winner and a loser. So it would officially go on a record with a, as a win or a loss. And I can't remember what that threshold was, but it's somewhere in the third quarter that – uh, if the game's pretty well decided in the third quarter and there's weather and it doesn't look like it's going to let up, you can call the game and declare a winner and a loser. Yeah, I can't remember if that tie ended up officially being on the record because it was at halftime, but, I mean, both coaches agreed to it. So I don't know exactly how that – of course, I mean, it was a tie. So it's not like one team won. So maybe I should go back and look at those standings. It was 2011, I think. Would have been. I'm, I'm dating myself. <laughs> Way back when. I know, way back. <laughs> I'm dating myself young in this instance, not yeah, dating myself old. That's true. Uh, a couple of texts coming through, and uh, love to hear from you on our text line, 435-339-0321. This came uh, last night, um, well after we were done with the show, but 9315 texted in. Rivalry is what college sports are all about. Need to keep them. Yeah, it's one of the things that makes it really fun. You know, we had a long conversation about this yesterday. You know, just how big rivalries are to this sport and how that kind of makes college sports unique to other professional sports because they tend to lack these kind of rivalries, especially more recently. We've had professional rivalries in in, uh, football and baseball and basketball, but they're not quite there and, you know, not there at least to the same degree. And in college sports, they stuck around, but I guess they're going the same way that the professional rivalries went. Yeah, I mean, there's some professional rivalries. Like in 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 baseball, you got the Yankees and the Red Sox. That's yeah. historic. It's pretty much the only one that's really, I mean, maybe the White Sox and the Cubs. That one's still... Well, it's more Cubs and Cardinals is up there. Yeah. Um, it's like a, know, the Dodgers and the Padres has kind of developed... More yeah, I know so the Dodgers and Giants was still some. I mean, he yeah, didn't Dodgers and Giants. A couple of people got in a fight, but again, they, I don't know. Maybe it's not as much into baseball. But I know in basketball, you used to have the Lakers-Celtics, which is, I don't know, kind of still around. But does anybody really care anymore? Other than the fact that they're just the two big market teams, and they tend to be good. But like, what other rivalries are there in basketball, like NBA, like? It's it's a good point because in the NBA players move so much. Yeah, it's hard to get those deep rooted us versus them, because the guy that was part of your squad is 
man, a few years later, he's going to be part of the other squad. So, yeah, I mean, it, it gets different. It was like a big deal when Ray Allen went to the Heat. Like the other guys in the big three at Boston, were like wouldn't talk to him for a while. And that that doesn't happen for you know I think what you said is a big reason why the players just keep moving, and so there's there's no. You know, you're not rooted in a team. It's just, well, there's players. Yeah. That's why people are fans of players now more than they are teams. And I'm starting to have, I'm going to have to keep track of two players who aren't on my team that I kind of like still. I'll have to keep track of them and my own team. I mean, I know what my team's going to be doing this year. It won't be hard to keep track of. It's like, oh, how much they lose by this one? Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. There aren't a lot of, I mean, it used to be the Bulls and the Pistons, but that's, you know, it's gone by the wayside. That's not yeah. really much of a rivalry anymore. Yeah, and then... We don't said, really have a lot of modern rivalries in today's NBA. Yeah, and in the NFL, like I said, I mean, it wasn't too long ago that the Steelers-Ravens rivalry was pretty heated. They were both good, but then kind of stopped. Patriots-Dolphins. That's never really been a rivalry to begin with. I a little never, more one-sided. Yeah, because it's just, I mean, of course, I've kind of been in the Tom Brady era where nobody in the AFCS was really a rival, except for like three years of the Rex Ryan Jets, where it was kind of heated because the Jets were good. But other than that, it's like, yeah, every now and again, the Dolphins would be the Patriots and the Bills did it a couple of times in like 20 years. But, you know, those weren't really rivalries. Um... I mean, so the Cowboys used to be kind of rivals with the 49ers because they mean the NFC title game every year. Now, I don't think there's any animosity between those two franchises other than the 60-year-old fans who were fans during the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, but but when you look at college sports, basketball or football, there are rivalries, historic, deep-rooted rivalries up and down this, the, the those sports. Yeah, they... They'll legitimately hate each other. You know, the Duke-North Carolina is a fantastic basketball rivalry. You know, here we've had 100 years almost of the BYU-Utah rivalry. And just, you know, go like every state has one, pretty much. And they're slowly going away. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. And this uh, Utah State-BYU rivalry is going away for a while. I'm sure it'll be back in some form where they'll, they'll play each other, but it, it's going to be pretty irregular from uh from my perspective yeah with byu going to the big 12 there's going to be increased pressure on them to play other power five programs in their non-conference uh or other g5 schools that help their res quote unquote help their resume for the college football playoff yeah utah state will oftentimes kind of with the case with utah is that they're too good to be a cupcake game, and they're too, you know, they're not good enough to be a resume win. I think that's a big reason why Utah hasn't yeah. scheduled Utah State, and it's why BYU's going to avoid scheduling Utah State. There's no benefit for winning, and there's every disaster possible if you lose. No, that's a great way to describe that. Yeah, uh, I know. It's, it's so articulate. <laughs> uh, a couple more texts coming through. Uh, 4781. Donovan proved that he wanted out. Now he's going to start playing defense? What a chump. Dude needs to learn some humility. Maybe Rudy dunking on his butt going to teach him a lesson. 
Yeah, when does Cleveland play Minnesota? I haven't looked that up. That I don't know. That that'll will, be interesting. Yeah, that will that will certainly be interesting because I hadn't thought about Rudy playing Donovan, which will most likely happen. Um, yeah, the, the Donovan saying he was going to play defense, it made every Jazz fan in the world roll their eyes because we've heard it before. In fact, I looked up an article from last preseason and found a quote about Donovan Mitchell saying he was going to you know, play more defense, basically. He's like saying, I can do it on the offensive end, but picking it up defensively as well, that will be. I think that will be huge. Okay, so here's from, what he said. From September 2021. The year of our Lord, 2021. Okay. Here's what he said in September, year of our Lord, 2022. See if it's much different, or this is just kind of wrote, this is just what he does, this is what he says. It's just part of his preseason routine. It's not the ability. You know, I can play defense. You know, I know that for a fact, and I haven't shown that, and that's what I'm looking forward to do here. And, you know, the top five defense, I'm not here to bring that down to six, seven, eight, nine. You know, we're here to can, uh, not go five, four, three, or two, or one. So, Find a ways to do that, and it starts with a little thing. It's just attention to detail, keeping my man in front, um, being there, making the extra effort to contest. So I know that audio is kind of hard to hear because of the way that it, the the interview was conducted. But really, the heart of it is here at the beginning. You know, I can play defense. You know, I know that for a fact, and I haven't shown that, and that's what I'm looking forward to do here. And <laughs> yeah, that, that's I know I can play defense. I haven't shown that. But that's what I'm looking forward to do here. Yeah, that's the one that made its rounds around the internet. And it's a lot like the one from 2021, where it's like, I can do it on offense, but, you know, I do more on defense. And the thing is, I don't blame Donovan Mitchell too much for saying that because it's the same thing every other NBA player does, you know, every year. And in every sport, you can see it's in the NFL too, where there are these, these training camp things that just happen. You know, things people say, things people do. Suddenly, that song popped in my head. Games people play. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I won't torture you by attempting to sing it. But <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, just back on topic. Just they're gonna say these things, and it's just like every off season. And we're seeing it now. You go on Twitter, and there's videos of workouts of NBA players doing workouts. Like so and so is gonna be a problem this year. You know, I saw one about Rudy Gobert. You know. Rudy and D'Angelo Russell are going to be a problem because they ran a pick-and-roll drill together at <laughs> T-Wolves practice. Like, okay, sure. If that's all the evidence you need, like their entire Twitter account's based off that kind of stuff. But again, to tie this all together, it's about hype. Donovan's trying to hype up his season, saying, I'm going to play defense, because what else is he going to say? Well, what's funny about it, too, is that he admits, I haven't really done it before but I'm going to do it now. Yeah. And part of the whole thing that, that he was talking about is that he kind of throws shade at his old team where he's basically saying, I had to do so much on offense, I didn't have the energy to play defense. But here, I got other guys who can carry some of the water offensively, and I got some dudes who play on defense so I can help on both sides. Yeah, because the Jazz were so offensively starved with 20-point-per-game Boyan Bogdanovich and all-star point guard Mike Conley and sixth man of the year Jordan Clarkson and, like, seven guys who can shoot 40% from three. Yes, the offensively talent-starved Utah Jazz, everybody. I think they had no other options. Come on. Yeah, it's just... And I don't think he's really throwing shade at the Jazz as much as people will make it out to be. 
but it is a little annoying to hear these comments. But again, they're they're the same ones every make when they go to a new team, and they have to do it for the press to hype it up and all that kind of stuff. So it's annoying to hear, but I'm not going to hate Donovan Mitchell over these comments. No, I'm still going to watch Donovan Mitchell play. Yeah. Like, if he says some other things that are stupid and cross the line, maybe I'll change my opinion. But right now, he's still a guy I'm rooting for. Uh, Yeah, he probably wanted out in Utah. But I applaud him for not airing it out on social media, not making a stink about it. I I think he deserves some credit for that. Um, take I don't know if I take him for his word where he says I wanted him to keep Rudy. I wanted to keep everybody together. I mean, maybe he did say some of that. I don't know how heartfelt it it really was, but whatever. I mean, the guy's on another team. He's been traded away, and uh, we'll see how it works in Cleveland. By the way, Cleveland hosts Minnesota on Sunday, November thirteenth. There you go. So, kind of playing off you, what you said is that Donovan Mitchell went to the Lebr- the LeBron James school of PR, you know, player PR, just always being professional. Don't air anything out. If you're going to do something, do it behind the scenes with, you know, sources say, you know, <laughs> yes. the um, Brian Windhorst and Adrian Wojnarowski and all those, just leak it to them. And, but, you know, don't go beyond that, just... Perfect PR, perfect professionalism up front, which is great. I applaud Donovan for being very professional about this when he was with the Jazz and now when he's with Cleveland, he's being professional. Is he lying through his teeth on some things? Yes, he is. But like I said, it's not something unique to Donovan Mitchell. Not even the players because the executives do it too. Half the Jazz executives are lying through their teeth (laughs) about what they're going to do this season, or at least just not presenting the whole picture. They know the team's going to suck, but they can't say it out loud. No, they still have to believe in their guys and want them to develop and develop confidence and, yeah, all, all these other things. It's like, yes, we love Malik Beasley, and he's definitely going to be here, and we, Malik Be- you know, Beasley might say, oh, I'd love to retire here. Somebody on this Jazz team is going to say, I'd love to retire here. The chance that any, like, Mike Conley's probably the only person who might actually retire a Jazz man. Uh, I guess Beasley said he wants to, uh, be an all-star go ahead my friend that's his hey i applaud him for that but he wants to come to utah to become an all-star and And uh, get paid somewhere (laughs) (laughs) he didn't say the last part he left that last part out i you have my full support malik beasley for if you want to go be an all-star this year go for it i will enjoy every step of the way utah needs some new ones so why not they need they need for this year they just traded the ones they had and i mean mike conley is around but he's he was lucky to be all-star that one time. Yeah, he was an alternate. He was like a second or third alternate. <laughs> That's true. There's some injuries. <laughs> Guy's holding out. Uh, a couple more texts coming through. 3935. A score prediction. Well, not really. A, a question. Sorry. A score prediction, then a question. i got to get it right. The score prediction came in first. BYU 35, Utah State 10. Which, by the way, that would be well below what the over-under is being projected for this game. Uh, if I'm the not mistaken, point I, total? Yeah, point total. I thought the point total was like 60? 60 and a half? Yeah, it's at 60. Dang, that's, that's a lot of points. Must not be confident in BYU's defense. 
Uh, and then follows up with the uh, 3935, follows up with the question, is this USU's conference championship? It's the game that everyone's going to want to win the most this year. I think if Utah State won this game and lost the rest of the year, they'd still be okay with it. Because our, our expectations are like three or four wins. So if we only undershot them, you know, we only got two. But we beat BYU. We ruined their season. Well, I mean, technically the answer is no. I mean... Well, but I, I understand. I think I think I understand the sentiment and the the feeling yeah. behind the question. But it, it it is a big game. Um. The the and I've said this many different times. The Boise State game at the end of the year should be viewed bigger, but it won't be. The the fan base it will always hold on to what happened in the BYU game more so than what happened in the Boise game. The Boise game means more for your conference. And heck, if they turn some things around and uh, come down to it where they're, they're winning a couple of games, going into that final game and, and win it, very well could mean a, a bowl opportunity. I'm not going to say it's going to win them the Mountain Division. I think Air Force is probably going to be a little tough to beat. And surpass, but uh, that that Boise game should mean more. That should be the big game on the schedule that people get up for the most. Yeah, and that that's been the case for several years. I think you're spot on as far as when you look at conference implications and how that plays into what our season goals are consistently. You know, winning the division, the conference championship, and getting a good bowl. The Boise game has always meant more. In that case, but we've just finished having our conversation about how big rivalries are, and BYU's the rival. Yeah, that's true, because we know the Boise game will still be on the schedule in the future. This this series will not. It's going away. So it, it does mean a lot, it, and it should. It should mean a lot. Yeah, and I think especially this season it means more, because last season, you know, it wasn't huge because we were, well, we started going downhill, but then by the end of the year, we kind of just forgot the fact that we lost to BYU and Boise because we were doing so well. So it wasn't that big a deal because we were getting to the conference championship. But given that this year that conference championship is looking really far away and a very distant possibility, this does feel like it means more because, yeah, and as kind of 9-3-9-3-9-3-9-3-5, excuse me while I attempt to read, <laughs> um, it kind of becomes a conference championship because the actual conference championship is just so far removed from the possibility of everyone's minds that this becomes that new one. If you get this, then there's at least some success that you can wring from this season as opposed to what we expect that Utah State's going to end up going like 4-8. and eight. So getting this one would mean even more because of the context of what's going on right now. Yeah, very true. Very yeah. good point. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. If you want to weigh in, your predictions for the game tomorrow night, not just the score, but how you think the game will play out. I uh, will hear more about the Utah Jazz as their training camp is underway. A couple of practices in the books. What is the coach saying? What are some of the new players saying? And then looking at the NFL through their first three weeks, what are the surprises so far, both good and bad? We'll discuss those coming up on the Full Court Press, 435-339-0321. Crystal Vision, the two-time gold medal winner in Best of Northern Utah, just got back from a Las Vegas buying show. They were able to see and buy the newest eyeglass frames, styles, and trends for 2023. Stop in today and check out what's new in the eyeglass frame world. 
Remember to take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Nobody has the style and fashion to choose from like Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. Elements has delicious lunch specials, two for $30, or the new soup, salad, and bread special for just $10 is tasty and quick. Elements lunch menu is full of scrumptious items prepared with a personal touch. Wood-fired pizzas are an excellent choice that include barbecue chicken and the bee's knees. The fresh-battered halibut fish and chips with seasoned fries is always a hit. And don't forget the fan-favorite Munster Burger. Casual or professional, open Monday through Thursday, 11.30 to 8 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 11.30 to 9 p.m. Visit the Elements restaurant.com for reservations today. Life is hard, so making sure you find that perfect woman is important. You need someone that will be by your side through the good and the bad. Once you have found her, show her that she is special with a beautiful diamond ring from Jerick's. Yes, it is all about the romance. At Jerick's, you won't find a more intimate setting. Where you purchase the ring might not be as important as who you choose to marry, but it's pretty close. Jerick's find jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jerick's. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in Providence and Cache Valley's newest and most up-to-date medical clinic located at 2245 North, 400 East in North Logan, just south of Cache Valley Hospital. The entire staff and Dr. Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art medical facility. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North, 400 East in North Logan. Go to cachevalleyent.com for details. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. Advanced Heating and AC, the two-time gold medal winner in Best in Utah. They're teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you the best furnace units available. And now's the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns Cash Valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, 752-7272. Or stop by their showroom west of DI. And online at advancedheating-ac.com. We're not comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air. Thermo Fisher Scientific is hiring for their manufacturing, distribution, and warehouse team. And that's great news for anyone seeking a rewarding career. Thermo Fisher offers positions across multiple shifts, competitive compensation, health benefits, paid time off, bonuses, and an excellent work environment. Help Thermo Fisher make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. Visit job.thermofisher.com and search Logan. Thermo Fisher Scientific is an equal opportunity employer. Sunday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL, it's an AFC West rivalry renewed as the Las Vegas Raiders host the Denver Broncos. Hi, this is Chris Carino. Join Brian Baldinger and me for all the action as these two longtime foes battle it out in Vegas. Can Russell Wilson lead the Broncos to a third win in a row? Or will Derek Carr and Devontae Adams power the Raiders to their first win of the season? It's the Raiders and the Broncos. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Sunday afternoon, beginning at 145 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Valvoline Instant Oil Change is where you can find Valvoline Synthetic and Valvoline Max Life Oil for your vehicle. Plus, it's a great place to get in and out quickly. They're right across from Angie's, and they're open every day of the week at 695 North Main in Logan. Yeah, so we were talking about some NFL teams, teams that have moved, teams that have changed their names. They were the Phoenix Cardinals, and now they're the Arizona Cardinals, which I don't really understand. 
But that's is it like the uh, the the angels were the California angels, then they were the Anaheim angels, and then they were the Los Angeles angels of Anaheim. Yeah, that's just and they've never like moved at any of those times. That's just the nobody daring to say no. Like, like <laughs> don't question management. Like that's how you know. It's the same thing with the Jazz rebrand. Is that nobody dared question Ryan Smith? Like, yeah, Ryan, that looks great. Please don't <laughs> fire me. Yes, yes, sir. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Yes, yes, Mister uh, Owner Angels. I don't know who it is. Please don't fire me. Uh, by the way, before we continue, I had heard this. This may be happening, but. Um, I've heard that uh, some, some local sports news, Green Canyon Baseball's head coach, Coach Eborn, uh, has, uh, has stepped away. And so uh, Green Canyon looking for a new head, head baseball coach. I think I know the perfect man for the job. Me. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely not. I quit baseball in like the third grade. <laughs> So, kind of a yeah, kind of a surprising turn of events there for Green Canyon. Uh, but getting back to your texts, uh, your predictions for Thursday night: Utah State at BYU. Pre-game coverage here on the Fan will start at four thirty tomorrow afternoon, and then as soon as the game is over, back on the air with Aggie Call here on this station and on KVNU. Opportunities to take your calls, your texts and reactions to the game as it plays out. But today we're focused on predictions, how we think things might play out in Provo. 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in. Uh, 9315 with a prediction. USU 17, the BYU 13. Very BYU low in, scoring game. BYU in lowercase letters. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I wouldn't expect it to be that low. Uh, if it was like 37-33, I might believe it. Although that would require Utah State scoring 37 points, which is less believable. Because you'll you'll hear about my uh, thoughts on uh, how well Utah State's offense will do against BYU. Yeah, we'll give our predictions uh, and what we think how the uh, game will play play out. Yeah, on Lavelle Edwards in Lavelle Edwards Stadium coming up a little bit later on in the show. But continue to get your reactions, or, or I guess your your predictions of what you think will happen down there Thursday night. Uh, three nine three five uh, asking, will USU take out another BYU quarterback in the final game? <laughs> Maybe BYU's had like everybody else get injured, so might as well add the quarterback to that. Uh, I sure hope not. Yeah, I hope not too. <laughs> You don't want to see people get injured. No, I, I never, never like to see that. No matter who the team is, I'm, I'm always a fan of funny trends, but this doesn't quite fall under funny trend. Yeah, unless he like rolls his ankle walking off the field, that'd kind of be funny because then he just walks it off and whatever. <laughs> but, <laughs> <sighs> but hurt, hurt quarterbacks in this series is is it. Definitely is an odd trend. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Hope- you need to go do some like voodoo, you know, just protection <laughs> spells or whatever. <laughs> wrap them in bubble wrap. I don't know. <laughs> uh, how do you think the game's going to play out 
on uh, on Thursday. What's your score prediction, and how do you think the game will play out? Uh, also talking about the NFL and trends so far the, over the first few weeks. Uh, we're also talking about the Utah Jazz, kind of um, reactions from their first couple of practices that are in the books. So a couple different topics on the show here today. Uh, 435-339-0321. And I think we've We've touched on just about everyone except for the NFL so far yeah. in the opening. So let's actually shift to that right now. The NFL season is now three weeks in, and uh, we've got some some games that could be changed this weekend because of what's going on in Florida. Um, the uh, Hurricane Ian has made landfall, from what I understand. Fort Myers, Florida. Um, it uh, hit a little bit further south of Tampa, which was initially right in the target zone, but uh, still definitely affected um, by things there. But um, you know, weather in, in Miami, weather in Tampa could be an issue with some upcoming games, which could be relocated. I think they will decide that where those games will be played. Uh, they, I think they have a – was it by tomorrow morning? can't remember if they set a deadline to determine. Yeah, you'll definitely want to have it figured out probably by tomorrow because otherwise it just gets too... Logistically, that's an yeah. issue. It would be a massive thing to, to move it. You know, if you'd set it on Friday, that you're moving the game to, I don't know, Carolina or maybe one of the other close-by NFL stadiums that's not being hit. Because first off, you have to figure out, I don't know if Carolina plays at home this week. Well, that's actually what I'm pulling up. Yeah, because they, you know, we're um, trying to think, oh, Tennessee... See the Dolphins are at the Bengals. They play tomorrow night, so that's yeah. So that's not that's not issue. an issue in Tampa Bay. They're practicing in Miami right now, I believe, or that's where they moved to to practice for the moment. I think you're right. So I don't know if Miami. I don't. I'm yeah. not fully aware of the geography on the East Coast. That's why I'm struggling here. Miami may not be impacted. Um, but so the the Buccaneers are set to host the Chiefs. Yeah, and I thought I'd heard something that said that they would. They might relocate their game to Minnesota because the, the Vikings are on the road. They're at the Saints. Yeah. Which seems like an odd place to relocate to pretty far away. But Yeah, it's just options are what they are. Yeah, so maybe the closest ones they're playing at home already. Like Carolina like has a home game. Yeah, so you couldn't go there. I don't know if Tennessee feels like maybe one of the other closer ones. Jacksonville's oh, on Jackson- the road. But maybe then they'd still yeah. want to get out of the state. Tennessee's on the road. Oh. So anyway, kind of a weird thing to see what happens this weekend in the NFL. Uh, should be making those decisions more definitive. I, I think I've heard by tomorrow, yeah. but uh, don't quote me on that. But through the first three weeks of the NFL season, um, oh, thank you, 9758, Vikings and Saints are in London. That's another place they go is New Orleans. That's right. That's why that game is so early. Yeah. 7.30 a.m. on NFL Network. That's Jeez. right. Jeez. I, I don't get up that early on a Sunday morning, guys. I take advantage of my Sundays and sleep in because I don't – I get up at like 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. every day except Saturdays and Sundays. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, those, they're, uh, those venues are vacant. New Orleans might make a little more sense. Yeah, it's just trying to find out which of the closest ones, but maybe those guys just say no, and they say, oh, we don't want to have you guys playing on our field because then we have to maintain it more. 
5338 texting in. As I predicted, the Dolphins are on their way to the Super Bowl. Don't be hasty. Okay, so Miami is the, well, is one of two teams that are undefeated. Philadelphia is 3-0, and and so is Miami. And how many of you of us thought that those would be the only two teams undefeated in by week three? Yeah, that, uh, that's certainly a surprise. I mean, of course, last week I was just beginning to think, man, are the Bills, like, maybe going to go undefeated? Like, who's going to stop them? And then the very week I had that thought, they lose to the Dolphins, who are looking pretty good, not just offensively, but, you know, doing what they did against the Bills, holding the Bills to, what, 19 points? Mm-hmm. I think that was the final. You know, two of those were because of... <laughs> um, <laughs> the butt punt? Yeah. <laughs> Been the butt of jokes all week. Uh, hey-o. Ba-dum-bum. bum <laughs> Been waiting like three days to put that <laughs> Storing it away. Yeah, I have. My back pocket. Uh, look, there was a lot of hype about Miami before the season, and I thought, oh, okay, maybe they'll be better, but I did not see them being this good. Not like they've been dominant, like blowing people away, but they're playing well. And, and is it a trend that will last? That I don't know. I have to give them credit for what they've done so far. But similarly with, with Philadelphia, look, we talked about a dark horse MVP guy could be Jalen Hurts and uh, what's going on in Philadelphia, that they were starting to turn a leaf at the end of last season, um, and they're off to a solid start too. Yeah, and the the trend of a new NFC East team winning the division every year seems to be in, in good hands. <laughs> the Cowboys that's, won it last year, so we just yeah, can't have true. them do it. The, the Eagles, I'm pulling for them. That's my favorite trend in all of sports, that since like 2004 or 2005, there's been a new NFC East winner every year, including after three Super Bowl champions in that time span. Couldn't win the division the next year. Nuts. It's hilarious. Um, Yeah, the Eagles, they're they're playing well. I think it's because, you know, Jalen Hurts is uh, outplaying everyone's expectations. They feel like maybe he was, you know, not quite as, as good as he's played. And Tua's kind of the same way. And an interesting thing, when you look at both these guys, Tua, underrated as a quarterback before the season. Jalen Hurts, same thing. What did both of those teams do this season, this offseason? They went and got weapons. Yeah. You know, Dolphins add Tyree Kill. Eagles add A.J. Brown. They're giving their quarterbacks weapons. So are the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks aren't, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, but they have really good weapons, and so they can do good things. And, I mean, what are the teams like the Chiefs and the and the Packers doing? They're letting all their weapons go and saying, we're just going to let our quarterback do whatever, you know, do everything. How's that working out for them? Right, trying to develop other yeah. guys and hope that they can eventually get there. Yeah. It's not doing great so far. I mean, Bill Belichick, his strategy is basically he's taking it back to 2001, where he has his young quarterback and he puts a defense around him and a run game and, like, no wide receivers. He's trying to basically build his dynasty back the exact same way he did it before. It's not working because it ain't 2001 anymore. The the new formula very much is, and it's only a slight difference because before it was just have a great team around your quarterback. Well, how you build a great team around your quarterback is a little different. You want dynamic wide receivers as part of that. 
Wide receivers used to not be nearly as important. They were just eye candy. They put up you know big numbers, but they weren't really necessary to winning a Super Bowl team. See also the New England Patriots and even you know the Packers went through when they won a Super Bowl and the Ravens and a bunch of other teams. You didn't necessarily need superstar wide receivers, but now it's feeling like you kind of do. Right, Kansas City had several. Yeah. Uh, the the Rams had one. Gosh, he was the offensive MVP. Yeah, he's a triple crown winner. Yeah. So it's like you, you're starting to need these these superstar wide receivers, whereas you used to not be able to. And the guys who are adding superstar wide receivers around maybe their mediocre quarterback, well, they don't look so mediocre now because they're throwing to really good wide receivers. Somehow this seems like a very – Interesting correlation to something happening in Logan, Utah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. That's a possibility. It's a possibility. What happens when you lose your superstar wide receiver. Well, your quarterback can't throw anymore, apparently. Yeah, it's a little more of a struggle. So, uh, certainly for me, you know, Miami and, and Philadelphia, as the only two undefeated teams so far, that's one of the surprises. Uh, in a positive way, look, I've... I talked about Hertz before the season, thought he would take that next step and, and be one of the, the, the leaders in the NFL, and so far he, he has been. Uh, I didn't buy the Miami hype early, but I should be buying it now. And then on the flip side, kind of a, a disappointing surprise would, for me would have to be the Raiders, a, a team that both you and I looked at as a dark horse Super Bowl team. Derek Carr as a dark horse MVP. And now they're nowhere near that right now. See, I'd uh, add to that a little bit. Obviously, I agree with the Raiders, but the AFC West, that was expected to be like the greatest division in the history of divisions, military included. Like, (laughs) that was going to be the bee's knees. It was going to be this dogfight. All the great teams, like, they'd they'd be the winning They'd be the division winner if they were in any other division. And the Raiders have not been good, as you just pointed out. The Chargers are 1-2. and two, just got spanked by the Jaguars. I know injury to Herbert, and he's struggling with his ribs. Why he was even in that game yeah. late is a uh, – yeah. Yeah, so you can you can maybe make some excuses. I'm, I'm still kind of high on the Chargers. Uh, the Broncos are somehow 2-1. They might be the worst 2-1 team I've ever seen in my life. Um, it, it could have been three and zero had there yeah. been better uh, trust. Maybe we should say that <laughs> in uh, Russell Wilson in in week one. Probably deserved to be zero and three zero, especially since like like they've not even been playing difficult teams. So it's like, how are how are you not doing this well? Like we thought this was the team. All they needed was a quarterback, and what did they get? They got who we thought was one of like the top 10, at least top 10 quarterbacks in the league, a guy who's been argued as maybe top five at some point in his career, throw him on there, still mostly in his prime. You know, the prime's kind of getting extended for NFL quarterbacks. He's like 33, I think. So, you know, still can do his thing. And they're just not. They're not playing well on offense. They're doing pretty solid on defense. But it's like Drew Locke never left. You still can't move the ball. They went three and out like nine times in their last game to, I don't know, who were they playing last week? I forgot. Uh, uh, I have, I've already moved on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was the 49ers. Oh, right. 
And the 49ers did as much to uh, to lose that game as, as anything. Yeah, so it's just like, I don't know, the AFC West has just been a huge disappointment. A couple texts coming through, 7854. Throwing Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers under the bus after just three games? Both teams are 2-1 and one and getting better each week. I think you've been watching too much ESPN. I don't actually watch ESPN. Thank you very much. I will say this. Earlier in the season, and we heard about this during training camp as well, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers frustrated with their young wide receivers. Like Devontae Adams was amazing, and he was a great target and very reliable. He decides to go team up with his old college buddy and go to Las Vegas. He's voicing frustration about that move, how that hasn't worked out well for him. And it hasn't really worked out for Green Bay in his absence either. However... We saw Romeo Dubs play in the Mountain West. We knew he was a, an exciting and electric wide receiver. Last week, he started to to showcase what he can do, and he's starting to adapt to the NFL level. I think Green Bay will be okay. Uh, I, I think Kansas City still has weapons around Mahomes, uh, but he's having to adjust to not having that burner who can create separation in different ways, and he's had to because he's always been there. And so now he's learning to adapt. So, yeah, it's only three games, and that's what I I said earlier on. I don't know about how much we can get from a trend of three games in, but there are some things that are telling us that are, are being basically illustrated by how these teams are put together and really how they're working or not working together so far. Yeah. And to kind of defend myself on the Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers front, I mean, Chiefs should have lost to the Chargers. They do beat them 27-24. Little Chiefs just lost to the Colts, who got shut out by the Jaguars earlier. Well, the Jaguars may be a lot better than we're thinking they are, but still. Yes. Colts were getting spanked early on. They go out and they beat the Chiefs. And so, and mind you, I still like my pick of the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, that was my pick, and I'm still confident in that, that possibility. Um, like I said, it, th- there's been some struggles for him so far. Um, and for, you know, Packers, they're behind the eight ball. They're 2-1, and one, but so are the Vikings, who the Packers lost to. Vikings looking like they may be able to win that division. We'll see how Kirk Cousins does over an entire season. Yeah. I wouldn't put my trust in the Vikings yeah. winning that division. Very shaky. But it's a possibility, especially if Aaron Rodgers isn't able to really, you know, Get, get things going. I mean, they barely beat the the Buccaneers, who were missing like all of their wide receivers. So, like, the, they barely beat them like twelve to eleven, or something like that. Uh, Seven eight five four. Dolphins should have lost to the Bills. They didn't beat the Bills. The Bills shot themselves in the foot. Yeah, that's that's true. It's kind of like you know what happened with the uh, with Denver. Yeah, or, excuse me, with San Francisco in their game against Denver. Yeah, but yes, yeah. The Bills had opportunities that they didn't capitalize on and made their own mistakes. Yeah, the the punter kicked a punt off his own teammate's backside through the back of the end zone, and you didn't win. <laughs> That's just embarrassing. Right. Yeah. Five six five four. How about the Broncos? Well, yeah, they somehow somehow they're two and one, and they could be three and zero. Oh, but they very easily could also be 0-3. I mean, it just, it's been razor thin for them in each game. Give Russell Wilson credit and that team for finding ways to win these last two weeks. 
but easily could have gone the other way. So I don't know how much I'm getting hyped for how the Broncos are doing so far. So just saying, so Russell Wilson, he's thrown for 743 yards, completed 59% of his passes as two touchdowns, one interception. <laughs> Geno Smith's stats with the Seahawks. 717 yards, a little fewer. Four touchdowns, two interceptions, 77 completion percentage. And I know there's a lot of context needed to be added there. <laughs> there is a lot of context. But it is kind of But it's a little surprising, yes. <laughs> it, well, Gino always throws you know, high completion percentage. That's how he's been in Seattle is he completes a lot of his passes. Like his first game, he completed like 12 or 13 straight passes, and he was one of the first guys to do that since – Geno Smith also did it like a couple of years back, you know, when he played a game. So the completion percentage is kind of a wash, but the fact, you know, he's racking up yards and touchdowns more than the Broncos is kind of hilarious. And I don't even have a dog in this fight. I don't really care that Russell Wilson moved to the Broncos. I just like these things when they happen because it's entertainment <laughs> and it is the best reality TV that mankind has ever invented. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, more on that. More uh, surprises so far through the first three games of the NFL season. Love to get your thoughts and your reactions. Also, your score predictions and how you think the game will play out in Provo tomorrow. 435-339-0321. Hey, it's Jackson from Mountain West Motor. I want to invite all of you to our off-road event and cookout on October 1st at 4 p.m. Bring your street-legal off-road vehicle and meet us at 4 p.m. at Mountain West Motor, 615 North Main in Logan. We will check out each other's rigs for about an hour, then head out around 5 p.m. to Providence Canyon. At the quarry, we'll have hot dogs and hamburgers ready for everyone who can make it. For more details, follow us on Instagram at mwmotor.co. That is M-W-M-O-T-O-R dot C-O. See you at 4 p.m. on October 1st at Mountain West Motor. Built for your adventure. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. What's more important than sleep? Granted, some things are, but not many. This is Ryan at My Mattress, and here we offer the best solution to better sleep. A better mattress. IntelliBed, the gel mattress, cradles your hips and shoulders while providing the best back support possible. Or come in and choose a Tempur-Pedic that boasts 93% of their owners love their bed. My Mattress, offering the best sleep possible by the South Walmart. Don't get caught without power after a windstorm or a major winter freeze. Golden Spike Electric offers Generac backup generators so you can be prepared and keep your home warm while avoiding frozen pipes. Golden Spike Electric is one of the largest Generac dealers around, so you know it'll be installed right. Whether you're a homeowner or an electrician, contact Golden Spike Electric to rest easy the next time the power goes out. Online at gsegenerators.com or call 435-257-3016. They also service other models. Hey, it's Garrett Grantham with Grantham Mobile Automotive. Just like a plumber, just like an electrician, I come to your home. I am a master ASE technician, licensed, insured, and ready to come to you for your car repair needs. 
Right now, it is hot outside. From air conditioners to transmissions, I can take care of you. Give me a call, and I will come to you to get your car's AC running cold in no time. 435-229-4345. That's 435-229-4345. It's time for the big hunt. But what do you do after you bag your trophy game? This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. We have several freezers in stock for you to store your big game harvest, including a Frigidaire 20 cubic foot upright freezer in white for only $9.89. Hurry, stock is limited. See store for details. Daryl's Appliance Service and Sales, West on Airport Road, open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. See Daryl's Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Napa Auto Parts sponsors the Dan Patrick Above the Noise segment coming up here in a couple of minutes. And Napa Auto Parts can help you get the right the right stuff, the right battery, the right wiper blades that you need for your vehicles. Plus, they can even help you install it. Go check it out. they got five different stores between Preston and Providence. So, some surprises in the NFL through the first couple of weeks, three weeks into it. Uh, we'll continue to share those thoughts. Next hour, we'll get into our predictions, how we think things will play out in Provo tomorrow. Uh, i had several of your texts coming through with your predictions uh, and how you think the game will play out. We'll get to more of those as they come through. Um, but any other – what about players? Any, any players surprising you? We've talked about teams. We've kind of touched on a few players, but any other players that really kind of stand out to you as a surprise, both good or bad? I think most of them we've talked about because, you know, Jalen Hurts and, and Tua have kind of overperformed uh, expectations. I was definitely one who was not on, well, really either of them. I thought they were, you know, a year or two removed from washing out of the league, and that's not the way things are headed right now. Um, I don't know. I kind of maybe want to say Trey Lance as far as being bad, but some of that obviously is him being injured, and now we're going to have to wait even longer. Dude's going to be done with his contract by the time he finally – gets ready to play, and 49ers basically sold their souls and their quarterback to try and get him, and all that got him was 15 more games of Jimmy G. Yeah. Uh, I will say that um, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville, the Jaguars, how well they're playing, uh, particularly their defense. Uh, it's like this was a team with talent that their head coach just wasn't letting it work. And really haven't changed much other than the coach. And here they are, 2-1. and one, And uh, one of the biggest point differentials through three games in the NFL. Um, and I, I will say um, that uh, you know, there's been a bit of a surprise, too, with what's going on in Dallas. Uh, Cooper Rush, suddenly everybody's all excited about you know, the backup quarterback and how he's doing. I don't know. Again, I don't know how sustainable that really is. None of you saw what I just did because this is radio, but I <laughs> rolled my eyes about three times because the Cowboys are just like how much talk they get. Like, it's 
there's no quarterback controversy. They're paying Dak like $45 million a year. And it's not like Cooper Rush is out here having huge games. They barely beat the Giants. Okay? So, uh, and so I don't, I'm not saying you, that you're on the Cooper Rush. I'm Dan Let's- Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Betting on yourself in professional sports is always risky. Your skills deteriorate, schemes change, coaches change, athletes get injured. Despite all the risk, there's still plenty of benefits that come with betting on yourself. Just look at what Aaron Judge has done so far with the Yankees this year. Or Lamar Jackson, what he's done in Baltimore. Jackson and the Ravens have been at a stalemate on a potential extension for months. The quarterback could have decided to use maybe holding out his leverage, but he didn't. Decided to play, and as of right now, looks like that's a great decision. As it stands today, he's accounted for more touchdowns than 30 of the 32 NFL teams and is currently listed as a favorite to win the MVP. Paying a running quarterback is always a risk, but at a certain point, the Ravens have to recognize Jackson's talent. And if the QB continues to perform at this level, Baltimore may have no choice but to cave in to Jackson's contract demands. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.